my friend was broke. She didn't know what to do or where to turn. I'm Nora Ellen. The reason I began this podcast called Women Starting Over is to help women like my friend who find themselves in financial hardship, like divorce, or lost their job or went bankrupt, or maybe, sadly, their husband passed away. You will love these real-life stories of my guests of how they went from being broke to hope to financial success. If she can do it, so can you. Here we go. Welcome back, my friend. Really excited to have you listen in today. Our interview today is going to be a little different than some of the previous interviews that I've had on this show. For one thing, my guest contacted me because she has a heart for women and she has wanted to share her story of her life that will encourage you, maybe help you with some decisions you want to make, or it might encourage you to go in a different direction with something. It's always good to hear what people went through. We've all made mistakes at different degrees, and we want to learn from other people and their successes also. On my show, I have Lori Thomas as a guest. Welcome, Lori. Thank you. Glad to be here. And she's got the sweetest voice. When she emailed me about being here on the podcast, I we were emailing back and forth. I was asking some different questions, and then I decided to call her. And I was so glad I did because... <laughs> emails there's you can kind of understand each other but it goes faster when you have an actual phone call conversation you can say so much more you hear the person's tone of voice and she's just got the sweetest voice and I was able to hear her heart a lot better than just an email and it's always a good idea to actually talk to people I've found in my life if there's someone that I'm trying to understand, and maybe we've had a misunderstanding, which Lori and I didn't, but it's a little funny, funny trail here. But whenever I I talked to them and said, hey, can we have a quick chat? I'm, I want to understand you better. There might be some misunderstandings between us, and I, I don't want any misunderstandings. And we have a nice heart-to-heart talk, and every relationship has been strengthened where I have been able to do that. And sometimes we're afraid to to talk to people about something that might be uncomfortable. But if you're, you're vulnerable, you speak lovingly, hum, humil, um, humbly <laughs> from your heart, it, people can hear and, and it's always turns out better because we need to understand each other and it takes communication. It does. It does. We're going to start with Lori telling us where you're from and talk about your growing up years and take it away, Lori. Well, great. Well, um, I was um, raised in northern Arizona, but went to um, elementary in Phoenix and then high school at Mesa High School. And um, my dad was in construction 
And um, he had gone to one year um, of a university, and um, then he got an offer that was quite lucrative um, to run some big heavy equipment. And his major was architecture and design. And um, my mom was just so afraid he would not go back to the university after this lucrative job offer um, in the summer where he was only supposed to stay three months. And sure enough, he did not. And that proved to be a poor decision on his part because he never, um, he had lots of, he was extremely talented and had lots of good years in construction, but there was plenty sometimes and scarcity sometimes. And we moved a lot for large construction jobs. And I think had he had the um, degree behind him or the architectural um, license, that he would have felt that he could have commanded more and um, in a salary or in positions or felt like he could have bidded better. And so I was just assured that I was going to go to the university um, after I graduated. That was just one thing I knew I had to do. Okay, so what you got from that is it was the lack of a college degree that kept him from having more income, which can be true for some people and and not for others. And okay, so keep going. Well, in his case, I felt that was the case because mm-hmm. um, of what he was going to be doing and um, the ability that he would have gotten in that extra time and the confidence that he would have gained. And I don't think that's the case for everyone. Mm-hmm. I, I used to believe that. Um, I do have a, a four-year degree that I got when I was quite young. And I really thought when I taught at Mesa Community for about eight years in the in the marketing department, I didn't have a master's at that time. I just had um, a bachelor's, but a lot of people didn't have a master's at that point, so they invited me to teach. But I just felt like, oh, everybody needed to be a renaissance woman or man and be well-rounded but i i don't believe that anymore as we often change as we mature i think the trades are extremely important and i just don't i hate to see the debt that people have mounted for degrees that give them nothing um in a way of earning an income they were valuable for information but they're they are strapped with extreme debt and have no way of of um, paying those student loans back. Yes, that is strapping a lot of people. And you are right about the trades. Where I live now, we have, uh, it's there's getting a much more emphasis on trades and how you can make a good living with trades. And by trades, we mean uh, uh, like electricians, Air, uh, AC, yes, air conditioning um, technicians, people. and I mean, there's there are a lot of two and three year certificates um, that you can have. Radiology techs and all kinds of um, technicians that um, and licenses that you can have and get that pay extremely well that don't require a four year degree and then a master's. Yeah, that's really true. Mechanics on cars and mm-hmm. even uh, becoming a registered nurse. So. Mm-hmm. I plumbers. agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. plumbers. Exactly. And a lot mm-hmm. of them make a good amount of money. Yes, they uh, do. And, well, and they're well-deserved. <laughs> a good amount yes. of money. Uh, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because 
there is so much emphasis on a four-year degree, but there are all kinds of ways of earning income and not everything takes a four-year degree and having a four-year degree isn't for everyone. No, it isn't. And, you know, the East Valley Institute of Technology, what they teach there, and I mean, you can, you know, go to cosmetology school and you can do this. And I mean, there's just tons and tons of degrees, auto body. Um, There's all kinds of things that you can do um, in a year and a half that are amazing, that can set you apart and give you um, a lifelong career. That's absolutely right. All right. So when you were growing up, were there any other ways that maybe you were impacted about income positively or negatively? Um, my parents always paid a tenth of everything that they made um, as a tithe. And I think that impacted me um, well because I feel like we always had enough and there was certainly um, never was, um, we always had plenty as far as food and clothing. It just seemed like that it wasn't spaced out real well sometimes <laughs> because contracts would come in and we would, you know, do well and then we'd have to really scrimp and, you know, but I think that it taught me a little bit about, about budgeting, that the fact that tithing was paid and that there were people that were less fortunate than us and that we needed to take care of other people in our community and um, so that was, I thought, I felt like that was a, that was always done. And that was something that was very important to my family. And um, it's something that I still do today. And I think it helps me manage um, my money. And um, I think it's, it's something that I personally feel like just helps me stretch my money and makes it go further if I'm doing that and helping others. That is a wonderful thing to share, Laurie, because we look at some people look at it backwards. Like, no, I've got to make a lot of money before I can give money. And you're saying it's really the other way around, which I agree with as far as giving money to help the poor and the needy, the widow and the orphan. There's Mm -hmm. a law and it's called reaping and sowing and it is a law mm-hmm. that we I think so too reap what we sow the boomerang it's uh, you give and it will be given to you it's actually comes from the bible and if we all did mm-hmm. this there wouldn't be anybody who's poor and needy and i think when you give to people who need help it encourages them that there are people that care and it helps them to come around to be able to take care of yourself uh, of themselves. And that's wonderful. That was my experience too. My parents gave a tenth of what they made to the church and to people, to charity. And sometimes they even gave more than that. And I remember Mm -hmm. that about my parents. There's a lot of people that came to them and appreciated their generosity. My parents would loan people money. Some Mm -hmm. people paid them back and some Some people didn't, didn't, but that is Mm -hmm. a wonderful example from your parents it is it is my dad i remember him saying um when you loan money to relatives you don't ever loan it you give it if you have it to give you give it as a gift and you don't expect it to be paid back because you don't ever want hard feelings and i always thought that was that was you know a good a good way of giving because then you know, if you have it, you you give it and you don't consider it a loan. You personally don't consider it a loan because you may or may not get it back. 
Right. Well, that's a good attitude to have because <laughs> I've loaned money to people that haven't paid me back. And at first you can, it's kind of mm-hmm. hard and it hurts, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but it's better just to, now that's, this wasn't a family member, but it was a learning experience for me. We did have things in writing and eventually the person just stopped paying me back. And I, I think this is just one time that I didn't get paid back. And I think of her, I still pray for her and she, mm-hmm hit some hard times and and that can happen but it's always good to pay back what you owe you feel better about yourself and it's the same kind of thing as far as giving goes and being ethical with your money and what you said too about when you do give it does help you to budget better and you are able to manage your budget better and I'm sure that's part of the law of sowing and reaping and giving and receiving <laughs> so yes <laughs> so that's yes, wonderful but it certainly can make you feel very very humble when you are not able to pay back as happened to me later um when i had when i filed bankruptcy um when you are not able to pay back what you have incurred and that is a most humbling place to be That would be really difficult. Do you want to share with our listeners, after you graduated and later in life, because you are entrepreneurial, where you started a business, a mortgage business, and you had several branches around the state, do you want to share about that? Sure. Um, My former husband and I, he had always been in the mortgage business and had done well, and we started a, a mortgage company. And um, it um, it is uh, one that needs um, you know a heavy investment of cash, and um, we had saved, and I felt then fairly frugal about things, lived below our means, and had some cash to start that with, equity to do that, um, sim- in some ways similar to a bank, and um, we um, did that and worked hard. And in one of the down cycles where the interest rates went up, um, we, we went through some of those and fared okay. But in one, um, we had relied on a lot of refinances instead of the building. Um, and there weren't, wasn't a lot of building going on at that moment, but there were a lot of refis. But when the interest rate went up, there was absolutely no business. And all of those loans that we had processed and were ready to fund um, when the interest rates went up, there was no business because no one wanted to refinance sure. anymore. And so um, we had my former husband just didn't ever want to lay anyone off. That was just unethical to him. And so we went along and we probably went much further than we should have with um, pulling out money and savings and those types of things to keep the business afloat. So um, it got increasingly worse. And um, we, um, I had signed as half owner of the company, and he had two, um, some SBA loans for capital and for a, a building. We did have eight branches around the state, and it was um, so there was a lot of, of of expense in all of these long-term leases, and so we had quite a few attorneys and and things as to trying to decide what to do. So um, also at this time, my husband had a lot of uh, physical and mental health challenges. And so it was a very, very difficult time trying to decide what to do. But on the day that 
fact, we filed for um, uh, business bankruptcy, and it turned out to be a, a personal bankruptcy as well because of a personal, personally signed SBA loan. I had, we had over an 800 FICO and no personal mm. debt. Wow. And that's very, very difficult to um, join the bankruptcy club mm, sure. <laughs> when you don't have and you've never had um, any credit issues or anything. And you've mm. just been and then you realize that you're not going to be able to um, get out of all of these leases and there's no business to support it like there has been. And so that was just a very, very difficult time. And when attorneys are saying to you, you no longer can afford us, you know, we're seven, eight hundred dollars an hour, we're BK, you need to just handle this on your own. Ouch. And so that was a very, very hard time for me to think, you've got to be kidding me, you are bankruptcy attorneys. And I have um, people that are saying, oh, I'll settle, what do you have? And I was losing everything, I you know, we had to sell all of our rentals. Um, you know, m m my dream home I was having to move out of, 5,000 square feet on acreage in Gilbert. We had that 20 years, and I was going to, you know, I had to sell that. And it was it was one of those things where I just felt very alone, like no one was able to help me. And um, very few people I felt like I could share this with or sure. they would even understand. And... Um, but um, we did, you know, we had to let go of life insurance policies, everything that was worth anything, um, some uh, business creditor wanted. Mm -hmm. And so that was a whole new experience for me. Um, and so, but I, um, I prayed a lot during that time. And I, I do feel like um, I was lifted up. And buoyed up to make decisions slowly. It didn't happen rapidly like I would like to have had. But it did happen. And there were some very kind people along the way. Um, and there were some unkind people too. Mm -hmm. There were some people that would say, you know, hey, we'll let you out of this lease. We see that you are in a very tight spot. Um, and, um, you know, we've appreciated all you've done all these years. You've been a great tenant you know, in some of these things, and we'll just let you out of your lease in the years to come. Mm -hmm. But then there were others that um, held my feet to the fire wow. and wanted all of the income, even though I no longer had a company, and wanted the income for years, you know, for the upcoming three years and those types of things. Mm -hmm. So, but so I guess I just felt like that that forged some steel within me where I felt like it wasn't my responsibility. Um, it wasn't really my dream to have a mortgage company, but um, I knew I was really the only one um, who could pull us out of this and have any semblance to our life um, with three teenagers running around. And so we, you know, we did get through that. <laughs> That's amazing. So, I love what you said that you it forged some steel in you. <laughs> and so it, and it is humbling and humiliating to go through bankruptcy, but there is life after bankruptcy. Do you want to tell us more about that? Absolutely. Well, I um, you know, after um, um 
uh, selling a home, even though it was not in the prime time to sell. Um, you know, sold. Um, I wished it had been a couple of years later when we could have made some great money off of our home, but um, had to uh, purchase a new home and buy a new car and go through all of those things with bankruptcy um, on our our credit report, and um, then um, just kind of start a new life in a um, a new area, find new job. Um, you know, I dusted off my real estate license and I went to work. Um, and then I also went back to work, um, for the, um, state of Arizona and, um, put my skills together there. And I've been there many years now. So I had some income that was, um, consistent, had good health benefits and then did some stuff on the side to, um, make, um, myself whole again and sound. I even sold things on eBay and some things like that, but just every cost was reviewed, every cost was compared, um, and um, just fought every overcharge, everything to um, come back to solvency and to come back to financial soundness, and then just started putting money away for retirement. And... Um, and so that um, I could enjoy retirement. So yeah. I read every book, you know, all of those books you don't want to read. Starting, <laughs> starting late, you know, okay. I felt like I had I had started early, you know, I had had a lot to start, a, you know, a, a mortgage company with and things like that. And now I'm reading these books starting late in life. <laughs> Didn't get an early start, you know, <laughs> that's great. So, but anyway, I, I do feel like I have been really very blessed and have had the opportunity to do many wonderful things, but I think, um, we all have things that we never thought we would, um, face mm -hmm. or experience, right. whether it's health and, um, I was divorced after 34 years of marriage, which was the most difficult thing mm -hmm. of my entire life, hands down, mm -hmm. hands down of anything, you know, miscarriages, mm -hmm. surgeries, bankruptcies, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Sure. This was the, the most difficult. A friend of mine gave me a little plaque. And it said, she believed she could, so she did. Yes. And I have kept that. I mean, it was years ago, but I have kept that. And um, there was another saying that I had during um, after that bankruptcy. And now the bankruptcy has been many, many years. And I will have to say something encouraging to someone that may be going through something like this, is that it did not take long at all to um, rebuild a fabulous credit score. And I don't know if that was because um, business bankruptcy or because um, um, a good job and steady job and producing income, but it, it did not take long at all. I did not really have any high interest rates for things that I bought, you know, a new car or, or uh, uh, the home loan that I got. It was not one that, you know, it was not a, um, it was a good interest rate. It just didn't take long like I thought. I just didn't know much about it, but it didn't take long. But one of the sayings I liked was, poverty is hard. Um, becoming financially sound is hard. 
choose your hard. Mm. And I just thought, you know, I've wow. been there before. I had a 5,000 square foot home. I, you know, had financial soundness. I can do this again. I just didn't expect to do it quite this late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I can do it again and I can do it with, um, you know, solidly. And um, it'll just have to be much more conservative. So that's been my plan. <laughs> that's wonderful. It's never too late. It doesn't matter the age that you are, young, middle age, older. It doesn't matter. You can always start over and start anew, start again. <laughs> and I think that is so true. And I think that was, for, for young women, I think that a lot of them don't have the confidence that they need to have. And um, for whatever reason, that they, they can forge ahead and they can do things that they didn't think they could or they didn't think they would have to face. Yeah, that's true. And when we are fearful and we forge ahead anyway, the belief and the confidence can come. It's not mm-hmm. always the best thing to do to wait till you'll to until you believe or wait until you feel confident or feel no strong enough no. to go forward. You just go forward. I oh I absolutely agree there. You step off in the darkness and you know hope there's a, a, a ladder underneath you or a step because <laughs> you just have to go forward in faith and, and there'll be some footing underneath you. Yeah, that's true. There absolutely will be. I um, was a merit badge counselor for Boy Scouts for eight or ten years, and I the financial merit badge, and I loved that because working with those young boys about, you know, having a budget and why you um, need one, and you know, just showing them um, how one person with this income could qualify for a home. And why this person had all the debt in the world, having made the same amount of money, and why they had a terrible credit score and were never going to be able to qualify. And what was the difference in letting them discover? Why do you think there's the difference here? The, the, you know, they had basically the same income you know, mm-hmm. for the last 10 years. Why? What's the difference? And it, it kind of dawned on them, oh, Wow, you know, <laughs> why does this person have a savings and this person doesn't? And I mean, I'm not trying to oversimplify it, but I think um, it was about decisions in many cases. And of course, I'm not trying to be judgmental because um, I've had this, um, you know, set of circumstances, and I'm grateful that there was a valve and a release to release me from all of that debt and that future debt for those leases. Um, so I'm glad that there was a mechanism that could release me that I wouldn't have been indentured for the rest of my life. Right. Oh, that's wonderful. That is a very encouraging story. And after your bankruptcy, what you did is you looked at, how, this is how I put it, what do I have in my hand? What have I done before? It doesn't even mean that you have to end up there it's the bridge to help get you on your feet. So you dusted off your real estate license, like you said, mm-hmm. and did some other mm-hmm. things on the side. Some things mm-hmm. you so sold on eBay. 
And mm-hmm. I can tell you had a really good attitude because here you went through bankruptcy, you went through a painful divorce, you're now a single mom, and yet there's hope. And you've had a good job now and working for 17 years, I think, at what you're doing. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, at this at the at Maricopa County and also at the state of Arizona in the health department. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. sometimes we don't go back to what we're doing, maybe being an entrepreneur, but you have found what you really enjoy doing. And right now during the, the COVID crisis, which is different, different places around the world and in the country, can you say really quickly, I think you said you've been working with some of the homeless. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, in the health department, many of us have been what I call repurposed because we just didn't have enough employees to address all of the um, COVID and coronavirus issues. So I um, I am the program director for Healthy Aging, but I was repurposed to um, address the homeless, the sheltered and the unsheltered, and try to thin out the population in some of the shelters and try to um, prevent them from getting the coronavirus and also doing education and bringing sanitation to the um, the encampments and and then open hotels so that we can thin out the population and then isolate those that are symptomatic and remove them from the population so that they don't infect others. And through, I think, truly luck and some great planning and not being the first state that went through this, you know, um, Washington State and some others went through it before us, we were able to look at their example and we've had really a very, very low COVID rate among our homeless. And we've been, and you would think there would be higher because of the congregate eating and all the closeness in the shelters, it, it would, you know, should have spread Um, very rapidly, but it has not. And we are just very, very grateful for that because they, many of them are very vulnerable. They have other um, co-existing conditions that can make them more more vulnerable to um, disease. Yes, that's really true. It's been, that has just been a real blessing. And a lot of people in Maricopa County don't realize that there are about 7,500 homeless in the county and that's sheltered and unsheltered and we you know we have a responsibility to try to keep everyone healthy and Mm -hmm. not spread disease and and um that's that's one thing that we i think during this covid process we have done well there's many other things we probably could have done better quicker sooner faster but um that's one thing that we that we have done well that's good. And well, it's something new that we haven't quite experienced before, at least. No. You know, in a, no, in a, and it a, changes. <laughs> it does change. And it takes community, not just government. I, For me, my philosophy is we have to care for and look after one another. And instead of just relying on government, because it does take our taxpayer dollars to fund government, government buildings and employees, and it's needed. But at the same time, we all have a responsibility to love and help one another. 
you have well, a- I, I couldn't agree more. And of course, you've been in, in government and know that up close. And I see that too, that it takes everyone um, to make a community. Yes, it does. Well, before we end, if you want to think about something that I didn't ask, something we didn't cover, uh, just let me know that. I'm going to get ready to say goodbye to the one who is listening to us. Thank you for listening. We now have women listening from Kenya, Africa. I want to say hello and welcome to Women Starting Over. Go to my website, womenstarting.com. You can hear some other episodes on there. And there's a blog that I'm doing. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Share your story, too. If you go to the website, you'll see a little box there that says, tell us your story. Just fill that in. What I want to have you do who are listening is share a little success. Is there some success that you've enjoyed just in the last month? Share that. And I will celebrate with you on this podcast because we want to celebrate our successes and where we're moving forward, where we have had to start over. All right, Laurie. Well, I just thank you for having a venue that women can um, go to and hear other women's um, experiences. I have really enjoyed listening to those and where we can learn from each other. And um, and I, I just think share and listen and then go forward. You know, I think where the reward is great, the effort is great. And I just feel like we we need to build each other up and um, and not ever not judge. Right. No, I appreciate that. That is a very good conclusion. And I know our friend listening, didn't you love Laurie's story and just her sweet voice and her attitude, having gone through divorce and bankruptcy, and yet today she's able to take care of herself. She's been able to raise her boys and has a great outlook on life. I'm so glad that you contacted me, Laurie, with your heart for women. And I know that your story is going to inspire many, many who are listening. We uh, Well, thank you. I just have to say I have two girls and a boy. I would hate okay. to ever leave out those okay. girls. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was, that was my mistake. Yes. Yes. No we want to make sure we acknowledge, we acknowledge the sons and the daughters <laughs> that she has. So that's great. All right. Well, until next time, my friend, tune in next week and maybe before then I might do a special podcast sometimes I just get a, a whim to do something on the on the fly which are some of the best episodes and even with this interview with Lori it was going to be a little more spontaneous and thank you for Lori and goodbye everyone for now well my friend Thank you for letting me be with you today. Please leave a review so that women that need help can find this podcast. I am Nora Ellen, your host. See you next time on Women Starting Over.